You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. The best of the best, the quality juniors, are seeing these fishing line declines, especially in in uh, in the silver space uh, and in the gold space. We're seeing some, some some getting whacked too, but more so in the silver space because of another. Vanek rebalance of both junior mining indexes last. I'm Bill Powers. Thanks for tuning in. It's Mining Stock Education. And in today's show, we hear from the junior miner junkie, David Erfley himself from juniormineerjunkiewithaway.com. David has 20 years experience investing in these junior miners, understands the cyclicality and the highs and lows emotionally of dealing with this sector. So Dave, welcome back onto the show. And I've been reading your write-ups that you've been sending to investors uh, that subscribe to your your service there and it seems like the rebalancing of the gdxj and the sli silj have affected some of your positions oh absolutely i mean uh i know a lot of people were wondering uh what was going on with a lot of these juniors the gold price was hanging tough right below 2000 you know it's been in that tight range tight 50 dollar range between uh tight 50 60 dollar range between 1940 and 2000 and yet and most of the miners have been hanging tough too, but the best of the best, the quality juniors are seeing these fishing line declines, especially in in uh, in the silver space. Uh, and in the gold space, we're seeing some, some, some getting whacked too, but more so in the silver space because of another Vanek rebalance of both junior mining indexes last week. Uh, they telegraphed this not to the market. They telegraphed it to... The companies, and of course, uh, the companies aren't going to are going to run out and tell their and tell their shareholders about it. Uh, uh, basically, um, the last time they did a rebalance was at, at the end of the first quarter, and that was a that had a positive effect on a lot of these juniors. This time, it had a negative effect because they changed the rules again there over there, and they're becoming considerably less junior again. So basically what they're doing is they're going bottom up from their smaller positions that they, they trimmed a lot of their smaller positions, which is the the actual juniors, and allocated that money into the top five. So what they're basically doing is they're only going to do a rebalance now in June and December. So put that on your calendar uh, for December. There's going to be another rebalance. We don't know if it's going to be positive or negative. Of course, it depends on the market. So they're basically rotating into the top five names, which are all mid-tiers and a couple of majors in the technically junior, you know, GDXJ and and SILJ, especially the silver juniors. You know, we saw some top quality names get hit really hard. And there was two especially that I hold and that I recommend to my subscribers. They got hit especially hard. Because they have weightings in both GDXJ and SILJ. So they got a double whammy. I had a state bid in one of them that I didn't, I didn't think was ever going to get filled. And it got filled last Friday on the last day of the of the rebalance. And of course, uh, on Monday, the following Monday, of course, when the U.S. stock market is closed, but the TSX is open, the stock bounced 20%. And U.S. investors were looking like, well, I can't take advantage of this, you know. Junior Minor Junkie told me about this and I can't take advantage of it because I'm a U.S. investor. So it just adds to the sector frustration that that is permeated throughout the the precious metal mining space for the past uh, year or so. Dave, do you think these little ETFs are kind of like the tail wagging the dog at sometimes in the junior mining sector? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's almost like, you know what? I wish you would just sell the entire position <laughs> <laughs> instead of messing around with it. Uh, but it is what it is. We have to deal with it, but we have to keep on top of it and know what's going on. And it could, it could create an opportunity. And that's what it's done. It's created an opportunity. Fortunately, you know, a lot of these stocks that did bounce yesterday have come back because today the, the sector is getting hit. So um, this has created a great opportunity in a lot of quality juniors um, that have fishing line down to, to great entry points. You mentioned uh, at the end of September, it'll be determined what the ETF does in December in terms of buying or selling. Is there a way investors can study the current rules so they can maybe kind of figure out and get ahead above and figure out what Absolutely. they might sell? You know, if they want to get a hold of me, if they could send me an email out and I could send them the information that I sent out to my subscribers, I'd be happy to do that. Okay. So I could put your email in the show notes? That's Absolutely. okay? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We'll put Dave's email in the show notes. Dave, I was at a baseball tournament. I have two sons that play baseball. So all my weekends throughout the summer are, are uh, filled with baseball. So I, I want to give Mine you a- ba- My 10-year-old does the same thing. He's a star pitcher, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I was at my son's 15 and under game. And it was the semifinals, and it was tied last inning, top of the last inning. Uh, and the pitcher's there, bases are loaded, one out. The coach pauses, walks out to the mound, gathers the infield, and he's talking to the pitcher of my son's team. One mm-hmm. of the dads turns to me and says, okay, Bill, you're the coach in this situation. What do you say? And I, I, I thought for a second, in like 20 seconds, I'm like thinking, what would I say if I was the coach? I, I, I give you that analogy to say, if you're talking to a junior mining CEO – He's under a million dollars. The market's not rewarding any success. He's looking around and it seems to be walls and challenges everywhere. What do you say to him, Dave? What do I say to him? To a CEO? A junior mining CEO in a tough spot. Oh, I just say, you know, just keep your head down and keep going. And, you know, the seasoned ones understand this. They, they understand the cyclicality of the market. They know when to raise money and always take the money when it's offered. Um, you know, you, when you see, when you see a company, uh, dilute unexpectedly and you get upset about it, you know, they generally know what they're doing because if, if, if the money's offered, especially in a tight market, like right now, I mean, financing window just dried up again. There was one financing. Last week. So all the companies that needed money, um, at the beginning of the year and didn't step up to the plate and finance, they're really hurting right now because the market knows they have to finance. And no matter if, even if they come out with barn burning results, bonanza grade, it's not going to get rewarded. It's going to get sold because the markets is going to say, Hey, look, fantastic results. This is a great project. I'm just going to wait for the finance and they're going to have to offer a full warrant now just to, to, to attract any capital. So I'm just going to wait. So th- this is, this is the situation. A lot of these smaller companies find themselves in this is, and that's a, that's, that's a good way to tell the the best of the best companies from you know from the lifestyle companies the companies the best of the best companies you know they've done this before they're serially successful they've they've gone from discovery to even construction or even production successfully in the past one or two or three times and they understand how this game game works that's the great thing about what's happening right now is you got all this time to make sure you get into the right companies, because if you're into the right company, you're in the right companies, and you have a basket of the right companies. All it takes is one or two of them. You know, in a couple of years from now, you're going to have a multi-bagger. I expect it to turn at some point soon. Uh, there's a lot of signs that are that are showing me that. Uh, 
but that that that's another question that we can get into if you want to ask it. <laughs> yep, yep, I will. But Nucor, if you you mentioned one financing, the financing last week was done by Nucor at fifteen cents, I believe, with no hold on it and uh, twelve a month warrant. half warrant. So I, I know think, she, I think it's a full warrant, wasn't it? I thought it was a half. Uh, listeners will have to double check us. <laughs> oh, okay, half a full warrant. Yeah, but but, but for a short period of time, that, a year for a year. Yeah, but but the point is. Previous financings, they didn't have to issue a warrant. They weren't issuing warrants with financing. The project was that good. The management team was that good. It's still a great management team. Uh, it's still a great project. But I had to sell the stock for tax loss earlier this year because they came out with an updated resource that the market did not like. I did not like it either. As soon as I saw it, I went, okay, market doesn't like the updated resource. Look at the cash in the bank. They're going to need to raise money. They're down to three or $4 million. They're going to need to raise money pretty soon. And the market's just going to no matter what kind of drill results they come up with, no matter how much they wow the market, if they do, it's not going to matter. Unfortunately, that's what's happened. They've had to raise money at a lot lower price than, than what I sold it at. I feel bad for the company. I, I feel bad for investors. You know, this is a lesson. You know, you take this as a lesson. You know, you're going to lose on most of these stocks that you invest in, bottom line. You have to go in knowing that. Most of these stocks you're going to lose at. And if you go using your baseball analogy, you know, if you can bat 300, you can get in the Hall of Fame and investing in, in in the junior sector just like you can in baseball. So you just going in know that seven out of ten stocks are going to fail. You, it's you, it's my job for my subscribers and myself to make sure that I'm adding, com- continuing to add on to the winners and cut the losers early as early as I can. And the only caveat to that is when I first started investing in this in January twenty first of twenty sixteen. Two days after everything bottomed, I bought a bunch of silver stocks, Dave, and for six months, I never saw any losses. And of course, I thought, you know, I confused the bull market with brains. But outside of getting lucky like that, what you said is 100% true. (laughs) Exactly. Timing is everything. I I built safety when I got into the the sector in 2003. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I did. You know, I did a couple of years of research and I thought I, you know, and I thought I knew what I was doing. And, and. The market showed me that I knew what I was doing because everything that I invested in went up. And I, you know, the, the Rick realism held true for me. You know, I confused the bull market with brains and lost a lot of that money. I, I retained most of it because I have a rule that that I take out all my all my uh, capital gains. I take out of my portfolio every time I get a capital gain, it's gone. So, um, you know, I, I ended up doing really well, but I could have done a, a lot better if I knew what I was doing. Now I. I think I know what I'm doing. That's being in the sector for 20 years now and going through this cycle three or four times. Um, you learn all these lessons each time, and I'm still learning every single day. That's what I love. That's what I love about this sector. There's so much to learn. There's so much to factor in. It's so challenging. I've always loved a great challenge, and this is the most challenging sector on the planet. And one thing you wrote to subscribers recently that stood out to me is you said, "Don't sell a dull market." Right? Yes. Absolutely, and this is a super dull market. I mean, look at the look at the volumes. Of course, we had we had volume spikes recently of the best of the best companies because GDXJ and SILJ were selling them. So, but other companies that not that aren't associated with that index, you see volume completely dried up, and these and and they're de-risking fantastic projects. The the smart ones, the, the ones that know what they're doing, have you know have a full treasury into next year. And if they if they come up with something good while they're developing and exploring at the same time, 
and they come and they come up with some good results while they're exploring, they're going to get rewarded. Mm-hmm. Dave, we saw the Federal Reserve do a, a rate pause. Is this foreshadowing a gold move? I'm of of the ilk that uh, that the Fed playbook this time around is going to be like it was in 2018 when they came out in December of 2018 and they announced they were going to pause, but they were going to hike three more times. Of course, they not only did not hike another time, but they started cutting and the gold price went up $700, you know, in the next 18 months, I think it was. So they're eventually going to have to do the same thing. They're signaling to the market that they're likely going to going to hold here, but he continue to talk hawkish until something breaks. I think that something that might break is going to be a rekindling of the regional banking crisis. The uh, commercial real estate crisis will be triggered. You know, once the two-year treasury yield gets to 5%, that's the magic number for banking crisis. Uh, it happened in 2008. We had a global financial crisis once the two-year treasury yield hit 5%. And then it hit 5% again back in early March. And then we had the regional banking crisis start. So it's a, it's at about 4.75 now, I think, and it's getting close to that 5% mark. That's uh, That could be a major catalyst. But unfortunately, the other major catalyst could be um, a war, a war catalyst, which I don't want to see um, because what we had last week, I, 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 I uh, tipped off my subscribers to this, was NATO had these air air maneuvers the, these with that involved like 10,000 troops, uh, massive amounts of planes. It started on Monday and it's ending this Friday. And um, I hope I hope that th- this isn't a lead into uh, the war escalating in Europe. And that could be another catalyst for the gold price to, to break out. I certainly hope that's not the reason. It's interesting, just anecdotally, yesterday when I was driving to a base, my son's baseball game, 30 minutes south of me, I saw a tank. You know, I've never seen a tank in Michigan just driving down the road before, but it, oh, it wow. just d- does make you wonder what's going on. You know, perhaps it's, it does. It yeah. does, you know, because, you know, the powers that be have their plans and what they're going to do. And, you know, uh, they're, they're not going to tell us what they are, but uh, we could find out by subtle signs of what's happening in, in the market. And, you know, the, the, the mainstream media did not report on, on these NATO war games. So um, you, know, you have to dig around and find these things on your own. Uh, but like I said, I certainly hope that's not the cap. I do feel the gold price is, is close to breaking out, but I think we're going to have a false move first because that's generally what happens in, you know, in, in the gold market and in most markets. You know, I mean, the 2,000, area has been tested three times, right? And um, it's failed for the third time, which normally happens in markets when it's testing a major resistance level for a third time. We could have a false move down to 1980, 1900, I think was the level I was looking at the last time we spoke. And that would be the 38% retracement of the of the $465 move we had from the lows in six months. And a 50% retracement would be 1850. That could be impossible. But the false move generates the energy to go in the opposite direction of, of what of what its intent is. Like a coiled spring? Exactly. Like gold's intent is to break out. I mean, you know, all the signs are there, macroeconomic signs are there. It's all there saying, telling us that gold's going to break out. Uh, the gold stocks don't believe it, but it's only a matter of time. And if the gold price can manage a monthly close above 2000 in June here, there's a good chance that we could break out by Mitchell. In um, the, a, a, monthly, would, a monthly yeah, close over 2100 is your a, key metric, right? Right. 
that's that's that is the technical breakout. But once we have a monthly close above two thousand, that'll get uh, the momentum players in the market, and it'll get the banks covering more short because right now banks are heavily short right now. So you know they can they're trying to to maneuver another hit here so they can cover those shorts because open interest has collapsed. Open interest is the lowest it's been in six years. There's plenty of room for speculators to pile in to take the gold price higher. These are all games that they, that they play. You know, people who say the gold market is not manipulated, of course it's manipulated like all other markets, but they can't manipulate their trend. You know, nobody can manipulate a trend. Uh, central banks can't manipulate a trend. You know, banksters, whatever you want to call them, they can't manipulate a trend. But, you know, gold is manipulated within the trend, like like all markets. So um, they're trying to, to, to basically get out of the short position probably. And um, they might get it down to that 1850 level before they do. And that'll create that false move. That'll create the energy to go in the opposite direction. Um, you got to understand how these things work. It gives you the fortitude to hold onto your position. Don't get scared out of it. So, you know, the more information you garner about what's happening and why it's happening, um, you know, and I can help you with that, my service. It gives you the confidence to say, hey, wait, I understand what's going on. I just need to hold. I mean, why would I want to sell my gold stocks if they're down 40 to 50% here in if they're trading it, you know, five, ten dollars an ounce in the ground, and they got multi-million ounces in a top-tier jurisdiction with a great management team, and they're cashed up. So I just got to wait. You know, I just got to hold. That's basically what I've been doing. I had some cash, and I was able to add some more on this gift of the GDXJ and SILJ rebalances. You know, hitting quality stocks down to prices I didn't think I'd ever see again. Dave, do you ever not look at the markets? I know you feel obliged to your subscribers and you enjoy doing it, but do you ever just disconnect? Because like there, there'll be days where I don't even check my finance app because it's like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do that on the weekends. Okay. You know, this is this is why I I get my letter out Friday evening so I can have the whole weekend with my family and just disconnect from the market because you know I I owe it to my subscribers to stay connected Monday. That's, that's what I try to do. Okay. All right. Your website is juniorminerjunkiewithy.com and there's still room open of those 500 slots, I would su suppose. Yes. Yes. I have a, I have about a little over 300 subscribers. So plenty of room. Okay. Come plenty on, of room. Come on, <laughs> Okay. And Dave has a free uh, monthly, excuse me, free weekly on Fridays uh, commentary that he puts out for the gold and junior mining sector. So if you just sign up for Dave's free list, you can get that emailed to you every Friday evening. Dave, as always, thank you for the monthly check-in. Thank you, Bill. Always great talking to you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the 
the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.